What up, everybody? My name is Jacob Moore, and thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast, Windsor's only local sports podcast featuring interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and more, bringing you the best in Windsor sports interviews every other Monday here on windcitysports.com or anywhere podcasts are found. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at windcity underscore sports. Be sure to give us a like, follow, subscribe, and review on any app or platform you might use. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on in the show as we normally do, but today is Monday, February 1st, 2021, and it's episode 217 of One City Sports. And we have a great interview coming up for you. Um, obviously, right now, not a lot of local sports news as we don't have a lot to talk about with that, but we do have former Winter Spitfire Memorial Cup champion. He's now playing out at St. FX College uh, University in Nova Scotia. Played in the AHL a bit under the Montreal Canadian system. It's Jeremiah Addison this week on the Wind City Sports Podcast. Uh, lucky to land an interview with him. We've been talking about it for a little bit and glad to finally get him on the show. Uh, it's a great little chat and um, great interview, I think. So we're going to get into that in a bit. And then later on in the show, some of the news that we have is about a lot of his teammates from that from that 2017 Memorial Cup Championship win. Uh, a lot of guys from that team have made their NHL debut in the last couple weeks. And... Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about them a little bit. Um, aside from that, again, just not a lot going on. we got the Super Bowl coming up. The NHL is rocking like uh, like crazy right now. So um, that's pretty much all the news that we got. Um, not a lot on the OHL and still uh, up in the air what's going to happen with them. But we're going to get into that interview with Jeremiah in just a minute. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to gather up as much uh, stuff we can talk about later on in the show. Might not be much, but... Um, we do got some great interviews coming up here on the show in the next couple weeks. A lot of Windsor Spitfires alumni, pretty much a Spitz alumni podcast at this point. But um, yeah, I'm sure that they're all going to be some that you guys will enjoy if you're obviously a hockey or a Spitfires fan from different eras, different times, different uh, different people, different stories, right? So that's what we do here on Wind City Sports, telling the stories of local athletes, coaches, and more. And maybe people who just stopped off here for a little bit. And also, you know, maybe people from here who never even played here, but, you know, like Dan Maggio we had on two weeks, but, um, or two episodes ago, I should say. Um, but we have lots of episodes in the archives as well, if you want to check out. We have a list of guys from that Memorial Cup team, including Jeremiah, um, that we posted onto the Win City Sports um, Instagram and Twitter not too long ago. We had Aaron Luchuk for a quick one uh, just before oh, that same season, actually. Just before they played at the Joe, they did a special game at the Joe Louis Arena before that got torn down. Then we had Cristiano Digi Asinio um, uh, right before the Memorial Cup for episode 47. And then following that, we've got to catch up with a few guys, including Patrick Sanvito, who wasn't on the team when they won the championship, but was there that year. He was the captain that they traded away to, to help build the team. Then we had Hayden McCool and Cole Perbu, both 
Memorial Cup champions from that year, talking about um, pretty much what we're going to talk about with Jeremiah now, uh, that run and you know all the ups and downs and adversity that they had faced. So without further ado, let's get into the interview with Jeremiah. Jeremiah Addison, here we go. Right now I'm joined by a five-year OHL veteran who wrapped up his OHL career here in Windsor with our Spitfires. He's a 2017 Memorial Cup champion, now playing for St. FX out in Nova Scotia. Jeremiah Addison, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Beautiful. So, uh, as we were kind of talking about, you, you were uh, born and raised in the GTA, so I'm sure growing up, hockey was always a big part of your life. You're probably always a big hockey kid, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, growing up in Toronto, it's, it's pretty competitive yeah. already in the GTHL and the OMHA mm-hmm. and stuff, so... Yeah, it was nice to just kind of be in that environment and uh, just growing up was really competitive and we were kind of the first uh, real generation to have a lot of those like Blight and St. Mike's and Peak and Hills. A lot of kids were, were really in school and playing hockey full time really so it was, it's quite an experience growing up and playing hockey there in GTA. Yeah, that deep system, deep set, like you said, just between all the different leagues and even like the... Like you mentioned, the the local league is like a, almost like a mini NHL for uh, for the minors. So uh, you were playing AAA, obviously, um, in midget minor, which probably led you to the OHL. Were you drafted by Saginaw? Or? Yeah, I uh, finished my last year with the Marlies, and I was uh, drafted by Saginaw. And I, that's where I started, and I played my first two years in Saginaw. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Before you even came to the Spits, you had a long pretty long OHL career, right? Starting off in Saginaw, as you mentioned, coached by Jeff Brown and playing with a lot of good players too, including Eric Locke, who was a, a pretty uh, pretty much an OHL standout at the time. Uh, so how were those first two years in the OHL? I'm sure it's a little bit of, you know, first coming into the league, you're getting your feet wet, and then you kind of got comfortable, right? Yeah, definitely. It was quite an experience because uh, I, I came into my first year at 16. So, uh, well, actually I was 15 because it's now October and then I so, but yeah, my my uh, first two years were were quite something. I played a lot of good hockey players, and especially my first year, the uh, year of the lockout, 2012, I believe, was the NHL lockout. Mm-hmm. The last, so uh, there was a lot of good players, and a lot of players got sent back. Like Boone Jenner was still in the league, Sergio, like uh, Murray, who won all the cups in uh, Pittsburgh, the goalie, like. Yep. Hockey players that I, I played with that those first two years, and like you mentioned, Eric Locke, who was also here at uh, Cinevex as well, who uh, is doing a lot of good things. I know he's in medical school right now, so it uh, it played with a lot of good hockey players uh, my first two years, definitely. Yeah, that's cool, man. Because I mean, hockey's a small world, big world at the same time. You know, if we go through your hockey DB or elite prospects, whatever, click on a team, like there's so many different people we can talk about, things to talk about. So it's always cool to. To see where the beginnings are too, right? Like you get your start with a team where, like you mentioned, you're a 15, 16 year old kid uh, coming into players that are already established, right? So it's cool to to go back to that, you know? Yeah, definitely. And even my time when I was in Ottawa with like Connect Me there, yeah. I had a good, good NHL career thus far. And so yeah, there's a lot of good hockey players and coached by Jeff Brown as well, who was a good player and he's an interesting coach, a good coach as well. So. You know, uh, it was it's quite time. I was quite uh, some first four years there, and then to obviously top it off in Windsor was truly like a great experience there. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's where it's gonna start to get good in this conversation. But uh, before yeah. we before we get there, I was gonna mention uh, obviously, like you said, playing with Travis. Uh, how were your two seasons in Ottawa? It was good. I I loved playing in Ottawa. 
Um, like I, I tell people that all the time. I mean, I love Windsor, the fans there, and Windsor are the best. But living in Ottawa, I really had something special. I made a lot of friends, like just being like that are from Ottawa and like uh, connections. And like, I remember my roommate and I we used to go to this Italian restaurant in Little Italy, uh, La Roma. And like I became really close to the owner, and even now I still talk to the owner all the time and stuff like that. And <laughs> so I, I feel like connections and good people down there in Ottawa, my village as well. So I, I loved playing it in the community as well, like being down there. I did love being down there as well. That's cool, man. That but that's what part of uh, you know playing hockey, like in the sense that you are too, right? Getting traded and and um, moved around, you get to experience different communities, even just within the OHL. You got to play in even in the States and then in Ottawa and, and Windsor and being from the GTA. So you got to see a lot of different communities through the game, you know? Yeah. And just traveling like this. I don't know any time I'd really, you know, you do that, uh, that one trip in Ottawa, which is like the Belleville, Kingston, Peter. And like, I don't know a lot of times other than if I'm playing in junior that I would really go to those towns maybe yeah. for, you know, not likely to be traveling through those towns and staying that long and to be able to be there and, and you know find out what it's like and, and see what the people are like in the community as well. So. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like to do when I travel. You know, like It's cool to hit all the landmarks and stuff, but at the same time, you kind of want to see how the people live and, like you said, go to the local restaurants and you know yeah. and really experience it, right? Definitely. Really immerse yourself in that culture. Absolutely. Yeah, everywhere you go, you just got to take it in, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So and even before you came to to Windsor one more time, you were uh, you were drafted to the Canadians by then as well, and even got called up to the St. John's Ice Caps for a couple games. As again, probably eighteen years old, doing it all over again. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, that was a that was a really good experience. That was so after I got drafted in uh, my first year in Ottawa, I uh, got called up. They asked me if I wanted to come if I can come to St. John, where it was was kind of fun. That was my first time actually going to Newfoundland and being on the Rock. Yeah. That was truly a fun experience, and being able to play, you know, my first set of pro hockey games as well, and yep. uh, able to play well and, and do some things on the ice was really was something special. And there's something honestly I'll never forget because that was that was a lot of fun. It was my first time being around NHLers and being around guys and seeing how you know how they maintain and do yeah. their everyday. Yeah, exactly, man. Like I said, again, just being being young like that, it's probably instilled in you know you probably remember being the young one in the dressing room and again just like we were kind of talking about with with traveling and and finding all the the little things within the culture it's the same in hockey too like you said just seeing how they kind of interact in the locker room probably and how they carry themselves out all those little things make a big difference yeah definitely yeah and that was probably vital experience um as you kind of mentioned as well to kind of wrap it up here in windsor so after that season you you made the move to windsor um, what do you remember about first coming into the to the organization? Um, the first coming, I got a call from uh, both Rocky and uh, Warren and Bundy. So they they called me and I uh, got traded there, and they just said how they were excited to have me and how I was just a veteran. Now I've played in the league a long time, and mm-hmm. they're going to be a part of the community. And he kind of that's when he started telling me about Windsor and about the fans and how loyal they are. And, you know, every team kind of says that, but then you get traded to Windsor, and it's a, the fans in Windsor do move different, definitely. <laughs> it's great, though, like, you know, so I, uh, I, I, it was awesome, kind of, that was my first experience coming in and meeting and talking on the phone with Rocky, and they were all really, really nice, and just talking to me about kind of what they wanted to do and what the goal was for that year, and, you know, ultimately what the end 
we all knew that they were hosting, so ultimately yeah. what they were. Yeah, yeah, of course, right? So uh, before we get into that, I was going to comment on that as well. But like you had mentioned, you know, every team's obviously they're selling themselves, right? So then once you finally come in and get to see everyone and meet everyone, did you kind of uh, get a feel for the culture of the of that organization really quickly? Or yeah, you you know, it was my second trade, mm-hmm. so I was a little more you know comfortable, you know, in the sense of being aware of. You know, there's going to be a lot of different relationships. I'm going to have to introduce myself. There's a couple, a couple of guys that I've played against for a while there in uh, in the West, you know, when I was in Saginaw, and there were some guys that I battled with in the East. So, you know, you're always coming in, and everyone, you're not quite sure everyone's personality, and you're hoping that your personality is going to mesh up with everyone. And so it, it, it is. it was kind of a new experience coming into a new team and just kind of, uh, you know, putting yourself out there a little bit and being able to say hi like you know i'm here i'm a new guy and i want to work with you guys and try to build something special oh, that's cool man that's, that's part of the business too right like you said you might you might be enemies one day and then next thing you know a trade goes down in your in your teammates right so you got to kind of put that stuff aside 100 percent, and that's exactly how it went and then i, I it's not a bad thing i could say about a guy on the team that i played with on that winter team you know everyone gelled together yeah as you yeah time they like that was one of the closest teams I ever played with. So, like, I was just playing with my boys back home. Like, that's the way it felt. Exactly. That's, and that's what you want, too, right? Yeah, that, that's it. That's when you have something special, when it's like that. Yeah. When everyone's it's not work. It's fun, you know? Yeah, it is. It's fun, right? Everyone's working for each other. You hold yourself accountable and, and your boys accountable. It's, that's when it is. It becomes fun. Yeah, exactly. And that's pretty much alludes to, to all of it. And, you know, obviously that team gets loaded up as the season goes on. Like you mentioned, they knew that they were hosting and going to be in the in the cup at least right so looking back on it again like I know it's probably it's different for you being in that team being part of the team and, and again just saying you know we we're all friends it was just like playing with the boys but when you look back on it it's crazy to think about all the the talent that they had there I mean look at all the guys making it to the NHL now and then killing it in uh, college like you have a lot of alumni on St. FX with you too right yeah yeah no I have uh, quite a few alumni I have uh, uh there's um, Adam Laystrom, Robbie, yeah. there's uh, Daniel Robertson, and uh, Eric Locke was, he was in Windsor as well. So there's, there's quite a few Windsor guys that have come through Cinevex, myself included. So there's definitely a lot of Windsor guys, but uh, yeah, it, it's kind of uh, one of those, uh, trying to think what the best way of saying that. But yeah, no, I know, I just, it, it, I agree, kind of thing. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, and like, so much so much talented players right and not a lot of people again like we'll get into it not a lot of people thought you guys were gonna even you know scratch the surface in that tournament but again when you look back and just think of the depth uh, the, the one thing on this show is like you know I can have a guy who's been in the NHL or a guy who just played in the OHL and then that was it right and that's what I'm saying about this team too is you have guys that have dispersed uh, elsewhere of course because that's it's just the way it is but every single person on that team was was so vital yeah no absolutely like and you, you're seeing what all the guys are doing right now like stanley just uh played well the other night for winnipeg and same with chatty it was nice to see him get a game in there oh, yeah. and, and brought you know, to do his thing so it is you know it, it it it's something truly special because like you said you know it felt like we were playing with our boys and it felt like that we were you know just having fun but you know, when you look back at it, you realize, wow, like, you know, the talent that we had and the guys that we were surrounded by, it really was a learning experience. And, 
each day we were guys, you know, that was one of the coolest things I would always say. If you any given day after practice, you'd be looking around and you'd see like uh, Stan working with Chatty or doing something in the corner defensive wise, and you'd see Brown Bear and Matman doing the face offs in, in the middle of the ice. You know, you see Velarde and I shooting there or they're not already in the corner. So it, it is, like, and that's all guys that are signed and playing. That's not even including the Boca and guys that are grinding and doing their things, like tipping pucks around that. So it really is, like, it's something special to see the talent that we had surrounded by there and guys wanting to work and every day guys coming to work and stuff like that. So it really was something special when you look back on it, seeing all the guys there doing something special nowadays, right? Whether it's yeah. on and off. Exactly. Rocky coaching as well in the AHL. He's had some great seasons as well coaching. Uh, I think it's Chicago down there. He's had some great seasons coaching as well. Yeah, man. From the from the coaching staff down to the uh, the player personnel, and of course all you guys. Like every little little part of the puzzle was so impressive. You know, again, like I said, there was doubters and stuff. So to see it and think about it now, it's like holy shit. That team was was almost perfect. Yeah. No, I I just. Just wish we went a little further in the playoffs, but I'm sure yeah. everyone was saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that as well because, like, um, you know, I talked to Hayden McCool about it, and he said, you know, the locker room at the beginning of the Memorial Cup, obviously, you guys win that that first game, and you look around, and it's like, all right, let's do this, right? But but what about the playoffs? Like that first series with London was a battle, and obviously, it, it is what it is. But what was the mentality in the locker room uh, during that playoff run? Uh, the mentality was the same. Like, I, I, like it was that we're, we want to win. Like, yeah. It's not like oh, we got up and decided we didn't want to win, right? I think uh, more than anything, it's a complacency, right, from from all of us, from myself and all of us down. Like, cause especially when we got up there in the three one, it uh, would have been nice to kind of be able to close it out, right? And especially knowing the talent we had, and it was something that wasn't possible, right? But mm-hmm. we knew that like after that it was I think that was a wake-up call for us uh, like you know we knew after that that we not only had a second chance I mean that most people don't but we had a second chance to do something really special that not a lot of teams get to do so right, not a lot of teams you know get their time off and then turn around and win so that was we knew that this is also something that we could do something special with and you could see like Coolsy said and, and the mindset after that first game you kind of look around and you're like okay we, we can do this we can we can really do this yeah that's when it seemed like it was like this is real like even and, and again even to the to the fans right like i said there was doubters out there but as soon as you guys came out in that memorial cup fresh and ready to go it was like oh look out you know and we had a lot of injuries heading in that playoff as well like, yeah there's not excuses at all but we had also had a lot of injuries as well heading in like Robbie was getting knee surgery. Stan was just coming back. Uh, I, don't, I don't even think Stan was fully back yet, actually. Stan wasn't even back yet. So we, there were still a lot of guys dealing with other stuff on and off the ice. Yeah, yeah, and then you always find that out afterwards, obviously, eh? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was right. That, that's another part of the business. Yeah, and, you know, so I talked to Joey Garland, the, the trainer, uh, a couple times here on the show, and we talked about, you know, that time in between uh, the the series with London and then the Memorial Cup and and you touched upon it yourself you know he said the mentality was the same in both the playoffs and in the tournament but you guys had that that vigorous training between you know you had that time off so you had to you had to keep working and keep grinding and I know he got he put you guys through some shit but did you guys keep that mentality the whole time or was it a bit of a struggle 
Um, you know, it, it was a struggle a little bit at times, but the thing is, is that it, the, when those moments that it was a struggle, that's when it was great to have the team we had because somebody would always say something that would fire somebody up and then a battle would start and then everyone gets going, right? So it's that was the best part, I think, about our team is, is that although we're in the grind and there's times, you know, maybe somebody's not grinding or, you know, somebody did something, you know, everyone's holding everyone accountable and everyone's saying, no, 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 this is what's going to happen. You're going to work. You're going to work with the rest of us. You're going to do the grind so that way we can all come through together. And that's a team. That's a team for real. Mm-hmm. No. And you were a big leader on that team too. Like you said, you know, you were kind of new coming into the culture or sorry, into the organization. And um, you were pretty much an established veteran in the OHL at that time. But it had to have been a huge year for you learning under those coaches and giving back to the younger players now too. Uh, you and, and Jalen Chatfield splitting the captaincy honors that year was probably a huge overall good le- learning experience for you and an honor, right? Definitely. I mean, it's an honor to wear the C yeah. uh, or any letter, really. And then on any team, it's always an honor. But uh, just definitely with that team, it was an honor. Just, you know, we had a lot of good hockey players and being a new guy coming in. And so it was nice to be looked upon. Just, I just came in there with the mindset of uh, I want to play pro hockey. I want my, my guys to come with me and play pro hockey, everyone here and my boys. So what can I do to bring them along with me? And that was kind of, you know, whether it was on off the off the ice and just having guys over and we're all just hanging out or whether it's, you know, on the ice and guys are grinding and putting in the work at practice. So that was kind of my mindset. And it was really great to have Jalen there because Jalen was, was kind of like, if you meet our personality, we're, we're like offset, so it's great. So like Jalen, I'm a little more high strung, a little more maybe like blunt about things, but Jalen knows how to do the quiet, you know, just pull over and you know, just say, hey, hey, you got to do this or that. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's a great little, and he had he'd known the guys, right? He'd been there longer than me, so he knew how to, everyone's personalities, he knew how to talk to everyone. And, you know, if this guy's upset about that, you know, and they maybe didn't know me as well, they could always go talk to Jalen. So that always was great. Yeah, good dynamic. It's like, you know, when mom says no, just go ask dad kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> That's cool though, man. But like, we, we can't skip over the tournament like more specifically, you know, going 4-0. Uh, that last game was a nail-biter right down to the last second. Just had to be, uh, fuck, you know, a career highlight at that point and will always will be for you. I remember you had um, some some great moments in that tournament as well. Yeah, no, it, it was obviously that career, that, that, was, that whole tournament was one of the highlights of my career, and I'll never forget that. And definitely that last game, heading into the last game, was, was a nail-biter, but I know, as, as I'm sure Lizzie we'll probably mentioned, it was never, uh, oh, I don't think we can win. Yeah. It was the, the whole mindset the whole time was that we can, we're, we're doing this. We're, we're going to do this. We're, you know, we're, we're in it, and we're, we're doing well, and we're, being successful we just need to stay the course and just keep going and that's what it takes man it's it's so cool to to talk to you guys right and hear these stories and kind of you know go back and watch the footage and you can you can see it you can see it on the ice where a lot of people don't don't realize that kind of stuff right the storylines and, and what's going on off the ice as well and how it kind of translates on there you know the emotions and everything yeah definitely and and even just uh, the, the feeling on the bench, you can see the guys, like guys are blocking shots, guys are hitting, and guys are freaking out. Yeah. And, oh, it's, it's not just the goals or the nice plays. Guys are freaking out over every little thing because that's what keeps the spirits up, right? Yeah, just grinding, man. 
I love that little, there's a little video or a gif or something of, you know, the countdown, three, two, one, the buzzer goes off and the bench goes crazy. Everyone, you know, jumps off. I, lo I love seeing that. Uh, uh, sometimes it comes up once in a while on Twitter or something. I love seeing that from, from that last game, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think not too long ago, uh, I think before the last Mem Cup, we weren't able to have one last year. Mm -hmm. But I think the last Mem Cup, they, they tagged a bunch of us on Twitter. And it was pretty cool to, to see the celebration and you see the countdown and all of a sudden all the gloves go up in the air. Yeah. It's something that no matter each time you watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. And, you know, after winning that Mem Cup, you that, that was your last year. It was your overage year. So you head off yep. to the AHL for a bit. And then it looks like you wanted to go to college. Did you tried to to go that route because it looks like you've taken a year off in between the ahl and st fx so assuming you kind of were trying to find your spot on a uh, at a school yeah just uh after you know my shoulder and everything with montreal uh it was just i was coming near the end of my contract and i, I knew that i wasn't going to play very much and it was just more of a decision that uh i come with my family and just my agent that is i start some school and at least you know, get a degree, and if I want to go continue playing and playing pro, pro hockey after that, I at least want to be in a situation where I can do that. So I was looking around at different schools that had good hockey programs and that still, you know, took it serious, right? That weren't necessarily just kind of coming to come ahead, guys going to work out and everyone's holding people accountable. And so I looked at a couple of different schools, and my parents actually had went to Cinevex. Mm. So both my parents went out to school out east here, so they had asked me if I wanted to take a look at it, and I'd met with the coach and talked to Locke and, and Contos as well because I'd played with Contos and Saginaw and a few guys, and, you know, Adam Laystrom and Robbie had been here, so I just wanted to see what it was like, and, you know, the rest is history, and I decided this is the spot I wanted to be. Yeah, that's cool, man. I figured that there was a little bit of a recruitment aspect, again, with all the alumni and all the guys that you had known there with was a lot of guys encouraging you like yeah come play with us come come out here come out east uh yeah it was it was come out east it was uh, come to ryerson you know uh, guys yeah. were reaching especially kind of once everything was done and i uh i think it was about christmas time that i uh, right before uh christmas i had to make a decision because i wanted to head to red shirt after christmas so i knew that i had to make a decision sooner or later so i just i reached out to some of the guys as well i some guys reached out to me, and, and it was more a decision, though, that I wanted to base on, on hockey and, and education. Like, I've made a lot of decisions, you know, early playing in, in, in uh, the GTHL and playing in Ontario about hockey. So I just wanted to have a little more balance in my decision this time around. That's cool, man. Because, like I said, you went through all those years of, of being a young kid playing hockey, and then, you know, all of a sudden, boom, you're an adult and it's on you, right? So it's cool that you, you know, realize that and took it upon yourself to to go kind of the smart route, you know, and get some education. Uh, what did you decide to study out there? Uh, right now, I'm, I'm taking business as well. My degree is in marketing, and I have a minor in sports management and psychology. Cool. And I graduate I graduate next year. Oh, beautiful, yeah. I, I, I have a sport management diploma, and, like, it, there's so much you can do from there. And then, again, in marketing, that's uh, obviously where the real money is, and knowing your your knowledge for the game as well and having connections you never know where they could blend together too right yeah definitely and i and i think that and right now i'm just looking at different master's programs and seeing if maybe if uh, i can go play in europe and find someone to uh pay for a master's program or not even pay but uh mm -hmm. just work program and see what happens so we'll see where uh, god takes me from here yeah that's cool man there's always so many options within the game of hockey 
on the ice, off the ice, in the classroom. There, there's so much uh, opportunities that could arise and come your way. And obviously, like you said, you have that that uh, grinding mentality where you're you're looking for it too. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and out there in Saint FX, before we wrap it up, man, like. Uh, I've talked to a few guys from there. I think Zach, is Zach McQueen still the assistant coach out there? Yeah, yeah, Queener. Queener. Yeah. I, I, I Queener is a, he's a, a Windsor guy, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Windsor, he, he's a, Queener's still here. Yeah, I was yeah. on the ice with Queener today. Yeah, but Queener's still here. He's, yeah, he's, he's a, a good beauty. guy. He's a beauty, man. Like, a lot of, that's I mean. There's a lot of guys that have uh, came from here, went out there, and stuck around. Um, again, just a, a great system for hockey for years, they've been, from, from my understanding. Yeah, no, it is. They've, uh, I mean, it's obviously kind of been a hockey factory for a while, and they've done really well in the AUS, and the AUS is a hard league, so they've, they've done really well out here, but it's it's definitely a good program. They've, they've been able to continuously keep the caliber that you keep going to junior and leading towards pro and being able to develop the players, so yeah. I think that's kind of been one of the biggest things, and even how much we, we work out and we skate, it's like not like my routine had changed much from junior or even when I was playing pro, which is what you really want, right? You want to be able to have both and then also have them, you know, balance it out with school and be aware that you have these other commitments. Yeah, it's a perfect blend. That's exactly what you want. And uh, right now, as we were kind of talking before with the whole pandemic going on, I mean, Nova Scotia is in a pretty decent spot, but I'm sure you're doing online classes and stuff like that. And I'm sure you're still practicing, but are games going on or are you guys playing uh, at this time? Uh, we're we're not sure. We actually just had uh, there's a proposal that went in just to have the Nova Scotia hockey teams have a little round robin. So it'd be us, uh, KDO actually with Deej with Deej down there in the valley, yeah. and uh, Saint and not Saint Thomas, uh, SMU, uh, Saint Mary's. So that's uh, they they have a little proposal. So we'll find out actually this the end of this this week this Friday we'll find out about uh, if we're going to play some games this year. We're supposed to. We're not really sure, but. Uh, hopefully, I mean, right now, obviously, Nova Scotia is a really good spot. Like uh, we were talking about earlier, they don't have too many active cases, and we're able to go to school. Like my classes start in person tomorrow, and first semester, all my classes. Are in person. So they're able to, to balance it out. So we'll we'll see what happens, and as long as they stay safe and community safe, I think we'll be able to make something happen. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. You got to get those legs moving, right? You got to keep the keep sharp. <laughs> And you still yeah. got next year, right? So if hopefully we get back to normal by next year, you can wrap it up with one more season on the ice, right? Yeah, that'd be nice. Maybe we'll play some hockey. I haven't played hockey full time in a while. Yeah. Not yeah. a lot of people have, man. <laughs> yeah. so well, well, hey, man, this was great. This was a lot of fun to catch up with you and hear what you're doing now. So thanks uh, a lot for taking the time to do this. No, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. All right, all right, all right. There we have it, folks. Jeremiah Addison on the Wind City Sports Podcast. Uh, great to get him on. Some awesome stuff to hear, uh, obviously, as we always talk about on the Wind City Sports Podcast. A lot of these uh, experiences and moments that we talk about, you know, we watch in the stands, and it's good to hear the stories of what was going on, you know, behind closed doors. And it's cool to hear, you know, like I always, uh, at that time, I really think that the Spits were not the obviously they were the underdog. They were not the favorite going into this uh, into this tournament. They they lost to London in the first round as we talked about, and then came back uh, with a rest playing playing the Erie Otters, who were you know touted the best team in that tournament. They beat them twice, and as you hear with Jeremiah, like 
that never phased them at all. Like they never thought that this is something that they couldn't do, um, which is pretty cool to hear, you know, because the even in Windsor, you know, there's a lot of people like, you know, they're probably not going to do much, be lucky to win one game, and then they ended up going four and zero against the entire tournament, you know. Um, so it's cool to hear uh, from the captain's uh, perspective as well that even in that series with London and in between, they knew or, you know, were committed to the idea that they could win this thing. So it's always cool to hear the background stories, which is why I ever got into not necessarily podcasting, but how, that's how I got into, you know, listening to podcasts because you would hear stories about uh, events uh, from from years before and kind of hear more backstory and more detail on it from the horse's mouth, right from the people that were involved in it. Um, so... It's cool to still do that here within the Windsor realm, and um, it's awesome to see what he's done since then. You know, um, obviously, like most players battling some injuries in the AHL, as he talked about, decided to make his decision to to go to college and taking the smart route at, at St. FX, which is a great school, uh, to my understanding, and a good system. As we talked about, lots of Windsor Spitfires alumni um, who have, or rather, there right now, or who have been through there, as we uh, as we talked about with Jeremiah, and as well as. Another local in Sam Stadinka that we didn't even talk about, Jack Stadinka's brother. Uh, he He's from Tecumseh, Windsor. Didn't play for the Spitfires. I think he played for Sudbury. But now he's out there at St. FX too. So, you know, got former Windsor Spitfires alumni. Um, also on the bench was Zach McQueen, who's been on the show. Um, and a lot of alumni on the ice. And aside from Spitfires alumni, Windsor alumni, like people from Windsor. Windsor right, so... Kind of cool dynamic. It's always good to to know somebody when you when you go to a new group and maybe join with somebody that you know. It's just something that happens in hockey, especially outside of the NHL, and you know, kind of helping recruit players to to different teams, schools, and stuff like that. But just putting the the word in their ear, as we've talked about with a lot of guys here on the show. So, speaking of which, we uh, we're going to talk about some of Jeremiah's teammates from 2017. And we're going to talk about some current Spitfires. Uh, obviously, we have, if you guys didn't see, Jean-Luc Foudy was at the tryouts for the Colorado Eagles, the AHL team. He was actually just drafted to the Colorado Avalanche this year. And uh, I think he's been placed on the on like the taxi squad kind of thing. I'm not sure if he actually made the team, to be honest with you. But we have a lot of OHL players kind of dispersing right now due to the obvious lockout or lockdown. <laughs> Uh, however you want to look at it with the OHL. So I think we got a couple more things we can touch upon with there. I think another Spitfire decided to go overseas. But aside from that, the alumni from the 2017 Memorial Cup Championship team with Jeremiah Addison, we had Logan Stanley make his debut back on, I think, January 18th against the Maple Leafs. Um, He obviously is playing for the Winnipeg Jets, who drafted him. He made his debut a few weeks ago. few weeks back more Spitfires alumni and Ben Shutron being named to the Montreal Canadiens scouting um, scouting team he wasn't from the 2017 team but I think he actually was on the 2009 or 10 Memorial Cup championship win and then uh, Jeremiah's buddy the other co-captain from that Memorial Cup win Jalen Chatfield made his NHL debut with the Vancouver Canucks and uh, I seen he was in the in the dentist for a little bit, I think he took a puck to the face, and he didn't have much teeth to begin with, but he had to go there for it, so he was out for a game or two, but 
I just seen last night, uh, Saturday night, he was on the bench for for Vancouver as they took on Winnipeg, actually taking on Logan Stanley. Um, the Spitfires are also pushing their, uh, not pushing, but promoting their their coaching alumni and all the all the coaches that have Spitfires ties, rather playing for them, coaching for them, both or maybe from Windsor. So many coaches, as uh, I'm sure you guys have seen on social media. Uh, Jeremy Bracco, another 2017 Memorial Cup champion. Uh, he went over to Finland to play for Cal Pa, who I believe um, Ryan Wilson was last playing for as well. So some more Spitfires alumni and Spitfires players branching out overseas, wherever they can, to play. And uh, one more piece of news that will be coming up, hopefully soon, as the nice weather gets going. I know it's uh, it's cold enough to have a nice pond or backyard rink skate as I've been doing lately but um, obviously I'm a little bit more of a, of a summer guy and looking back to getting into golf and Golf Ontario announced uh, just a few days ago that Point West here in Amherstburg will host the Ontario Women's Amateur and Mid-Amateur Championship and Beach Grove will host the Ontario Men's Amateur Championships this summer so got some more tournaments running through Windsor hopefully we're able to actually do them this year but that's all this week on the Wind City Sports Podcast. My name is Drake Damore, and I'm here every other Monday with a brand new episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast featuring interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and more alumni. Who knows who might pop up on the show next? It's more Spitfires in the making for sure. Um, check us out on social media at WinCity underscore sports on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We also have a YouTube channel with a lot of cool videos on there. So just search up. Win City Sports, W-I-N-C-I-T-Y is all one word. We're available on every single podcast platform, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so give us a follow or subscribe on there, whatever you might use. Give us a review. Hit the five-star frog splash button for me. And you can also find us directly on our website, wincitysports.com. We'll bring you right to our podcast feed and uh, be able to feature or access over 200 uh, episodes. Uh, technically, this is... 217 but we have 218 episodes of a bonus episode there with jake the snake roberts you can also follow me drake demore on twitter and instagram at drake demore but until next time smell you later <laughs>